Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coaching Survivors of Domestic Abuse with Karen, episode 65. Today's topic is improve your gut health and improve your life. So I recorded this episode on December 31st, but today is January 3rd, and it is the start of what we all hope is a better year. Fingers crossed. This year, I am moving toward empowering women and to take charge, move forward, and reach your goals. I want to keep the momentum going with uplifting, empowered, future-focused thoughts. Today, I'm very excited and honored to have Brianna Cooper, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and my good friend here with us to talk about how our body and its health can completely control our emotions and feelings. We had a candid conversation on what caused our gut problems in the first place, how it all affects our entire life, and how to improve it all moving forward. So you can start taking control of not only your life and your goals, but your physical health as well. So here we go. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to um, this episode of Improve Your Gut Health and Improve Your Life. So I'm going to be having a candid conversation with an amazing woman today. And this is going to be on my podcast and on my Facebook page. So you'll all get the double um, enjoyment of it all. So today um, I'm here with Brianna Cooper. She is a nutritional therapy practitioner. I always have to make sure I get that right. And she's also my friend. Hello, Brianna. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to have you. So I just want to start off by saying um, that how we met. So you and I, let's just start at the beginning. So we were at a um, event, a self-love day event. And actually the speaker that was supposed to come didn't. And we, and Lindsay, my daughter who, who planned the whole thing, reached out to a bunch of people and she found you. And so she was all excited to have you. And um, you came in and did your presentation. And remember the whole time you were talking, Lindsay was going, oh, my mom has that problem. And she has that yes. problem. <laughs> yep, yeah, because it was just her sitting. And I forgot that that person who was originally supposed to go canceled. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, oh, I found this girl who's this woman who's amazing. And um, this is going to be great. And it was a little different. I think the other woman was going to talk more about meal planning and stuff like that. But what you had to offer was way better. Anyway, so for everybody listening on my podcast or on this um, Facebook group, I am moving into the empowering women um, this year. So we've talked about being a victim. We've talked about being a survivor. And of course, all those things are important. But now I want to move into empowering women. So I changed the name of this group to empowering women survivors of abuse on the um, Facebook page. And I really just want to talk about how we can move into an area where we're making progress and we're not just being victims or just being survivors. And somebody said this to me the other day about being a survivor. Like I brag about that title all the time and it's, it's good. It's always going to be good. But someone said, yeah, you know, it's just like when we have that title, it just feels like we're always just surviving something, right? Someone's like, hey, how you doing? You're like, yeah, we're surviving. Like, oh my God, all of a sudden, it just sounded like, oh, okay, I don't want to just survive things. I want to thrive and, and right. you know, exceed and excel and all of that. So um, the, some of the touch points that I, that I had written down here, just 
and we're just gonna have a conversation, everybody out there, because this is the way to go with this, but taking control of our physical health and our emotional health, super important. What is the connection between emotional and physical health? Huge, and Brianna's gonna talk all about that because she's the expert. And um, when you don't eat, when you don't feel healthy, everything feels awful. Now, I can attest to that because the reason I went to Brianna in the first place was because I typically always felt awful. My gut health was so bad. And so when you feel crappy like that, everything everything makes you mad. Everything upsets you. Nothing seems possible. Everything just seems like a drudgery, right? So um, what we want to talk about to start off with is the connection, mostly, I want to talk about the connection between how your physical health and primarily your gut health and all of that can affect you emotionally. I mean, I could talk to how it affects you emotionally, but we have to start with our body. And as I was telling you before, I read that book, The Body Keeps the Score, and your body knows when something's wrong before your brain realizes it. So everybody's like, you can't think your way out of something. You can't think your way out of, um, even when you're going to like a therapist or something, you know, it, you have to be able to feel it first. So having said all of that, I'm going to let you talk for a minute <laughs> about your area of expertise. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, you got my title, right? So th technically I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Oh, okay. Well, um, it's a big mouthful, I know. <laughs> but I mean, basically, you know, just that to say that um, I am more so on the functional medicine spectrum, so the holistic side, taking the full body into approach. And I think this is why, you know, you, Karen, and I get along so well. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about a lot of the same things just because it is a holistic approach. So you know, I really work with a lot of people that I'm not just taking like, okay, what are you feeling? Um, you know, okay, you're, you're tired. So let's try upping this supplement or, you know, you have hormonal imbalances. So let's put you on the pill or something, you know, it's not a pill for this pill for that yeah. um, situation. I'm really more interested in finding the balance of your body. So how am I going to rebalance your body so that it's able to heal itself? You know, we, I use the example all the time that we get a cut on our arm I don't have to do anything about that. My body understands full well, you know, how to heal that cut. Um, so really my job is to kind of deep dive into your root causes um, of your disease or of your illness or of your symptoms and figure out why, what, what part of your body is out of balance and then how do we um, fix that? Right. So I want to oh. phone call oh. in the middle of that. <laughs> my gosh. I didn't cut out today. That's what happened to me before. Oh it's okay. Gosh. We still see your name. It looks lovely. Okay. Um, so um, when I was talking, when I was thinking about this conversation, um, I was, so a lot of people know I just finished this new um, certification program with Mass and Kip, and he was talking about unhealed emotional trauma, coping behaviors, and gut dysbiosis, right? So what I want to touch on a little bit is, our coping behaviors are what cause a lot of what's going on, right? So for example, I'm a perfect case, like, and a lot of people are like, oh, she seems so awesome. She's not a survivor of anything. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> so my coping mechanisms may have been to maybe overeat or maybe they were over drinking or something. They weren't, but like mine was just being stressed and being nervous and like, oh, he's going at a hundred miles an hour. and and it would all affect my, my gut health because I was nervous and then eating under that nervous state now that I've learned yeah. how bad that is for you. Yeah. And so 
you can talk about that. But um, so just keep in mind the connection between your emotional trauma, your original incident, which is what I'm calling it, and then your coping skills, what you did about it, and your um, whole gut dysbiosis and homeostasis, which is the calmness and wellness of your um, health, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, to your point of eating in that stressful state, you know, that's <laughs> really where I start with a lot of my clients because yeah. it's, it's, it's this like undertone of um, stress and anxiety that we're all dealing with, right? We all have a certain level of stress in our lives that we're dealing with at all times, mm -hmm. but it's like, we have to catch that as the culprit for so many other things. And so specifically when we're eating, you know, you and I have talked about this, but we can't our bodies physiologically cannot digest food if we are in that sympathetic mode or fight or flight. Right. So if our nervous system is in fight or flight mode, there's no way we are digesting or properly digesting our food um, unless we are, you know, purposefully switching over into that parasympathetic or rest. That's why they call it rest and digest Yeah. Uh, because your body's able to do it then. So if you are stressed or if your body's perceiving stress, so let's say even if you're like, you know, it's a particular day, like, I don't really feel, there's no external stressors going on in my life. That's not to even say that your body is not perceiving some stress from the inside. Mm -hmm. And still, like, if you're harboring trauma, and you're still in trauma mode, you know, your body is not going to be in that rest and digest, it's going to be in fight or flight. Right. And so fight or flight is so bad for everybody. Because as I've always said, back in the day, fight or flight, that happened once or twice a year, maybe. And exactly. like even before that, like maybe once you're being chased by a bear or something, it takes a lot of recovery time with that. And so once, so you all know, so when I, um, after that little uh, self-love day, I immediately enlisted um, Brianna's help to help me get past all my problems. And it worked beautifully, by the way. But you become more aware of what's happening in your body once you start um, addressing it. So I had um, realized that my past triggers, now this is what will happen, your past triggers will come bubbling up and then all of a sudden you're thrown into fight or flight and you don't realize it. And the example I was using was I had had a series of jobs that I lost and then I got a job that I loved and then um, every time the part or the bosses would call me in the office, I immediately went into um, trigger Oh, this is it. They're going to fire me. They're going to let me go. This is it. I knew it. I, and so I start to go into fight or flight. My heart is racing. My hands are sweating. Oh, no, no, this is it. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Then I go in their office and it was none, none of that. It was just, oh, you're doing a great job. And here's something we want you to work on tomorrow. And then you go back to your desk and you're like, oh, like now I have to calm down. Now it's going to take me, you know, however many minutes to calm down from that. Right. right. Now, what has just happened to my gut health right there? Yeah, so there, I mean, your your gut is kind of the hub. It's the central for stress. You know, our immune system lies within our gut. Um, and there's actually, so or there's, I mean, it's definitely more common now. I think it's kind of coming out like the whole gut-brain connection, right? We've all heard that term before. Yeah. Um, but there's evidence now saying that it's actually, so it's not your brain that communicates to your gut. It's your gut that communicates yes. to your brain yes. like that. So there's constant signals, you know, gut to brain, brain to gut, gut to brain, brain to gut all yeah. day. But usually the first one to initiate conversation is your gut. So the, the state of your gut is going to dictate then 
what your brain, your brain picks that up and says, okay, this is the health and status of my gut. So now I'm going to make decisions based on that to all my other different parts of my body system. Meaning if my gut is in worse shape, my body, my brain is going to recognize that and say, nope, I need to stay in fight or flight. I can't go into rest and digest. I have way too much work to do. I need to, you know, stay in this um, heightened state. Right. And that heightened state's got to be bad. So my, my, like, as soon as I, you know, had that moment where, oh, hey, can you come in my office for a minute? My stomach immediately (laughs) started to react before I even had a chance to think, why, why, why is this, should this be bothering me? And then, Right. right. So then you're, you're thrown into that. And then like, now I'm not hungry. Right. Like I feel sick to my stomach, for example. Um, yeah. and, and whatever happens to all of you out there, it could be a host of things, but yeah, f- specifically for me. So I'm going to let you explain. So we're going to. All right. So we know this has happened. We know we have triggers. We know we're all train wrecks in one way or another. We know we have some sort of problem. You know, you might be like, oh, I can't eat this anymore. or I have diarrhea every time I eat that or I get indigestion really easily. And a lot of people are blaming things on what they think is a medical issue. So they go to the doctor and they get a Band-Aid and another Band-Aid and take this and suppress that. And instead yeah. of getting to, so the, when you said about root cause, it's, we need to find the root cause, which is stress, pretty much. I mean, you can have stress for any reason. We don't need to go into what that is, but moving yeah. forward into 2021, we are going to talk about how we can feel better. It's all about being empowered and taking control of your health and your, you know, everything. So I'm going to let you explain to everybody what is that process? And I know you've explained it so beautifully on your page many times, but it's so good. <laughs> so expl- it's so good. I love it when you, the whole like process where, you know, your body goes, it eats something and then it knows it's bad and like all of that stuff. Explain that whole process to us. Yeah, sure. So like how, you mean like how digestion should work? Basically? Yeah. And, and like, right. And so how, when there's something outside of the, you know, like the leaky gut thing, and it's like, oh no, trauma, trouble, like, and just that whole process, because it's super important to understand. And when you understand all of that, then you become more aware of like, okay, now I know why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So in a perfect world, I always like to start this way. Which is what 2021 is going to be a perfect world. I know. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Perfect world. I, how digestion should work. A lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, they t- kind of take digestion for granted or they're like, oh, it's just my stomach digests food and that's it. Like it's a one-stop shop and that's not the case. So perfect world. I'm going to sit down with my food. I am in a parasympathetic state. So I'm in rest and digest. I have no traumas going on. I'm not triggered. I have no stressors. My blood sugar is under control. So I'm eating my food, it's traveling down, now I have enough stomach acid, so we need stomach acid to be able to, to digest our food. Mm-hmm. So guess what the number one thing is that reduces stomach acid? Stress. Oh. So if we're, if we're chronically stressed, then we have chronic low stomach acid, but we'll get to that in a second. Oh, so that, again, that's we're just so me, oh. right? It just makes so much sense. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Okay, so we're still in our perfect world bubble. So now I have, I have plenty of stomach acid to A, digest my food, and B, kill off pathogens and microbes and bacteria that are on our food that we can't really right. Um, control, right? So now nothing gets further down in my digestive tract because I killed all those things off with my wonderful amount of stomach acid. So now that's where proteins and stuff get, get broken down. And then that travels from my stomach down into my small intestine. 
small intestine is where <clears throat> 85 to 90, really 95% of absorption happens. So this is where all the nutrients from the yummy food that I'm eating are extracted and I'm absorbed into my small intestine to then be put out into the bloodstream to circulate and nourish my whole body. Okay. So that's why a lot of people with nutritional deficiencies, it's because their small intestine is stressed. Um, so that's, that's small intestine. And then the food moves even lower into my large intestine. This is kind of the last step. Mm -hmm. Now, large intestine has no capacity for actual digestion. It doesn't have enzymes, doesn't have stomach acid. It can't further break down food truly. Um, it's more so about recycling some, some extra, um, like leftovers pretty much from the small intestine, some water. Um, and so, and a lot of those, those uh, leftovers help to nourish the colon cells actually in my body and feed the good bacteria. So we want good um, food to feed the good bacteria in our gut to create a good garden, I like to say. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the last step. And then we flush it all out, right? Right. So that's kind of perfect world. Um, if we have enough stomach acid, if my, my gut is sealed and healed so I do not have leaky gut, um, that's kind of like exactly what digestion should look like among, you know, 50 other things that are uh, in the process of that. So enzymes and your gallbladder is producing bile and all the, all the fun stuff. Yeah. So now we're going to step out of our bubble into the not perfect world. So now we're stressed or <clears throat> triggered or have unresolved trauma that our body is consistently staying in that state. Okay. Right. So now I'm in fight or flight. I don't take the time to either do some deep breathing or get myself into parasympathetic state. So now... By the time I'm eating food, let's say I'm brushing, right? Or I'm just kind of like, I'm starving, so I'm shoving it down, um, and I'm stressed in the beginning. So I'm eating that food, and by the time it gets to my stomach, um, it's kind of like I always explain it like the unwanted neighbor who, like, knocks on your door, and it's like, hey, I'm here to hang out. Like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm in my pajamas, my house is a mess, and my kids are screaming in the background. Like, nobody told me you were coming, yeah. right? So that's kind of your stomach. Your stomach's like, shoot. No one told me this was coming. So now I haven't produced any enzymes. I already have low stomach acid because I've been so stressed for the past months, weeks, years. Right. Um, you know, so now all those microbes that supposedly should have been killed off are surviving further down the way here. So now I'm not, I'm not breaking down that food because I don't have enough stomach acid and the enzymes produced. Right. Um, and some more pathogens, bacteria are surviving. So now this big, big, um, basically big ball of food that should have been broken down is now traveling. So from stomach down into my small intestine, this is where it's really going to wreak havoc. So, um, you're again, the small intestine is where nutrient extraction happens. So if this food that comes down is not pre-digested, it can't mm -hmm. extract those nutrients and get it to the rest of our bodies to nourish. This is also where if we have some leaky gut going on. So this is like the big culprit um, of a lot of different symptoms and food allergies. And this is a lot of times where people are like, you know, oh, I, I could eat whatever I wanted until I turned 40. Let's say, you but, know, so but explain whatever. how does leaky gut happen in the first place? Just usually. Yeah. So usually stress. Okay. Um, Boy, that's that S word. Is shocker. Just... <laughs> shocker. Yeah. Usually stress, um, yeah. you know, foods, so food uh, sensitivities that we might have or um, processed sugar, carbohydrates, chemicals, toxins, um, 
you know, it really can be previous viruses or uh, bacteria that are surviving. So basically our gut wall should be like a healed and sealed tight tube. So they're called tight junctions that that build your um, wall. So I always think of like, you know, the little paper chain things we used to make as kids for yeah. Christmas, like a red one and a green yeah. one. So I always think like, it's kind of like that. So there's these tight junctions that link to each other to form, yeah. to build this wall. So when things get in there to pull those tight junctions apart, now you create these holes and these spaces between your gut. So the inside is your gut is, you know, your, your intestines, the outside is your bloodstream. So the, the wall of your intestines, the only thing that separates your food should be in here in your gut. If it now those holes are poked in the lining, right? So now those tight junctions become kind of loose junctions. We've got some, um, permeability in that wall so now the foods that you're eating that are going undigested right so they up north one step they should have been broken down in the stomach they're not so when they get to your small intestine they don't stay in your small intestine they leak out into your bloodstream oh my gosh when this happens (laughs) now so food is recognized in your intestines right right because your intestines are able they're like hey food's food supposed to be here when food particles specifically small proteins like gluten um, get out into your bloodstream, your body's like, what the heck is this? Like it sees it as a foreign invader yeah, because food's not supposed to be there. So it's not taught to recognize it as food. Right. So now your body is like, okay, so what does your body do when there's a foreign invader? It attacks it. So now your body's in attack mode. It's going to send out inflammation, white blood cells, right? Everything goes rushing to that area to get it out. So that's why a lot of times these are how food sensitivities develop later in life because of like you got, so right. our bodies are very, they're smart, right? So this is, so it's like, if you get a, if you, let's say this happens with an illness, right. um, you're going to develop antibodies, right? To that illness, because mm-hmm. your body wants to remember it for next time. So when it comes in next time, it's built up this immune response and you're going to be okay next time. That's kind of similar to how it works with food. So let's say I'm eating, let's say it's a, it is a, a small particle of gluten that gets through. Now your body is going to attack it, get it out. But right before it gets it out, it puts a little red hat on top and it says, I'm going to mark you and I'm going to remember you for next time. <laughs> so now every single time you eat gluten, and again, if your gut is not healed, it's get out, gets out into the bloodstream, right? It's like, oh, I remember that one inflammatory state immediately because it recognizes it as an invader. Oh my gosh. So now, think about all the yeah. invaders that are attacking your body. It's like, no wonder people are just a mess. <laughs> right. Exactly. Ugh. And it's like, you know, I think my, one of the most common symptoms that I see in my clients are, you know, gas and bloating and like distension. Um, and it's because of all those male digestive particles, you know, that are making it down south more so in the digestive tract. So again, if they're not being broken down in the small intestine, like I said, by the time it yeah. gets to the large intestine, your large intestine's like, I got nothing here to digest you. So <laughs> now you're going to sit you. and you're going to rot in the gut. So literally oh. food sits and rots in our guts oh if gosh. it's not pre-digested. It sounds so horrible. It's, <laughs> it's so horrible. I always say these terms out because it really grosses people out. And like, yeah. thing. So I always say, so carbohydrates ferment. So you have fermenting carbohydrates. Um, proteins putrefy and fats rancidify oh, in your gut. That's just awful. It's, and then I'm like, well, then, you know, it's like, no wonder why we're bloated. Like, no wonder, you know, of right. course you're going to feel that. It's just... And then not to mention on top of that, those rotting foods are going to feed the bad bacteria in our gut. 
So now, all of a sudden, this battle that's been happening between good and bad bacteria, now the bad guys start to win because they're the only ones being fed by this maldigested food. Right. Wow. That is a lot. And it's it's so good to know, though, because, you know, when you think about all the things that are happening inside, that's just happening and you don't even know that it's happening. It's going on because of something that happened before. Right. So now we're trying to manage our life. Right. Like so when you were saying about eating stress, you might be like, oh, I feel so much better now. But then you're eating and you're looking on your cell phone, maybe scrolling through, and then you see something that is annoying to you or upsetting to you yes. or a text that was bad or an email that means you have to do that, right? So eating and doing that is bad or having a, a heated argument with someone while you're trying to eat, which, you know, there's those yeah. people who are upset and they eat. And then there's those people who get upset and can't eat. And that's me. Like, ugh, the last thing I want to do is eat anything if I'm upset. And I, I always look at people who are like, oh, well, I'm a stress eater. Uh, how could you eat when you're stressed? But see, it, they might well, they might not I'm have my problem, right? Like if I eat and I'm stressed, I'm going to be in the bathroom all night, right? But some people don't have that problem, so eating is comfort. Yeah, that's me for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That's definitely, that's me for times 10. Yeah. So we need to work on how we can heal ourselves and our gut and everything. So what are your tips for, I mean, obviously for me and my clients, it's us getting, managing our minds. Um, So the way to heal emotional trauma is safe relationships, safe environments, and um, finding purpose in your life. So I work on that, right? And I keep thinking, okay, I'm working on all that with my clients, but in the meantime, they feel sick to their stomach. Or tell us some things that that this kind of a condition with your microbiomes and your homeostasis and your health and your gut and all that, tell us, for the people who go to that, like, oh, I have chronic headaches all the time, so I'm going to the doctor and I'm taking, like, yeah. oh, 175 milligrams of some ridiculous medication. Or what other kinds of body things that people are blaming on other things are really caused by unhealthy gut? Mm, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, you <laughs> can make a connection, anything to the gut. Yeah. There's, so, I mean, so I would say top ones, obviously, you know, digestive issues, so like gas bloating you know, the unpleasant ones, constipation, diarrhea, um, but headaches for sure. Usually that's a food sensitivity thing. Um, dark circles under the eyes. That's a huge one. Um, joint pain and like, mm. especially like being kind of stiff in the morning time. Um, right. So now you go, you end up going to like, a an arthritis type doctor, neurologist, whatever it is because of that. Right. And so you're spending all this money on doctors and they're giving you some sort of a medication and, all this and really it could be solved with lowering your stress level and then yes. eating proper food and getting everything to where you're healing your gut right so the that and then not only that but um having so many different types of um like stomach the gas and the bloating alone right and the, there's so many medications that a person could take and and I always oh, want to stress sure. this people are trying to to mask it and you know cover it up with a medication and what happens as soon as you stop taking that medication you're right back to square one 
right? Yes. So healing from the root cause. And I think that's what, what really um, got us excited about each other. Because when you were doing your talk and you were like, root cause, I'm like, oh my God, I, I talk about that all the time with my clients. Yes. And um, there was something else that we agreed <laughs> that we were like totally on the same page with. Yes. Um, because it's so important to find the root cause of everything. And if you realize, well, okay, like for me, my life was just a train wreck, you know, survivor of abuse and all this stuff. And it did all this damage. So I had to unwind the damage um, by coming to see you and then getting all this education. And the fact that you could pinpoint, like when we were doing that little test and like you put something on my tongue and in two seconds you can tell what, I'm like, what the heck? In two yes. seconds, really? <laughs> I'm eating stuff. And then like you're wondering, well, did this, was it what I ate tonight or was it what I ate yesterday that's giving yeah. me this horrible stomach problem? Um, but I want people to understand there's so many things that you may be going to the doctor for that, yes. that this whole gut problem is causing. And so I know the headaches and, and the inability to sleep. That's another one. Yep. Inability to sleep. And so you're blaming it on everybody blames their problems on something else. So it's time yes. to get educated. It's time to get healthy. It's time to get in control. So this yeah. year we're going to talk about empowering you and getting you in control, not only of your life, but of your body. And it's, I think it starts with your body because you could be going along like, Oh, I finally get out of my abusive relationship. I finally have my dream job. I'm doing great. Everything's good. And then, but this keeps happening. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Yeah. And it's because maybe I'm having a gut issue, which is making me feel icky. And now yeah. I go to talk to someone and I said something rude because I'm in a bad mood because my stomach feels like crap, right? It's yes. like such a, it is such a, and you have to do all this backpedaling without the education. You have no idea. You're just like, I'm in a bad mood today. Why? I don't know. I just yeah. am, you know, like, and, oh, and here's another thing I learned. So along with all my other problems, <laughs> as Brianna knows, I have, um, diverticulosis and I see a massage therapist too you should take care of yourself everyone go get a massage therapist but anyway <laughs> yeah. um I was saying to him oh my I don't understand this whenever my stomach acts up this whole thing my back is hurting he goes oh I understand it completely so there is a part of my this whole when I had the diverticulitis which is the attack diverticulosis is the condition um my whole back I was in so much pain. It was unbelievable. It, it, as soon as I have a stomach problem, my back starts hurting immediately. Yeah. And so do you know why that is? Because I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> it can be a couple of different things. So my guess would be, I mean, one, so your stomach, really, if you think of, you like, we're not a front and a back of a person. Like, so our um, abdominal cavity, it's, a, you know, it's a whole cavity. So we're, there's really not too much space between um, what lies in front of your spine and what lies behind your spine, you know? Right. So really it can be a lot of referred pain, mm -hmm. um, especially to a lot of people with, if they are constantly like gassy or bloated, just side note, a lot of people can feel back pain because you're the, um, intra-abdominal pressure mm -hmm. changes. So it puts more pressure actually on your low back yeah. because your muscles have to change and, and, um, accommodate you know, absorb for some of that pressure. Yeah. So yeah. So it's usually it, it's very common that I see people with back pain with stomach issues um, because of those couple things. Also, it could be your adrenal glands. So your adrenal glands are two little glands, and they sit right on top of your kidneys, which are in the back. Right. Yeah. These adrenal glands are your stress glands. So if you are stressed, 
if you are in a, in a, so in physical pain, one, that's going to yeah. stress your body, right? right? Or two, emotional stress, you can feel low back pain from your adrenals being taxed and stressed and overworked because they're pumping out stress hormones. Right. So that's a huge one. Like you know how much time people spend going to chiropractors and all kinds of doctors yeah. I don't understand my back pain. And so as we know, when I went to see Brianna, she was pushing on my adrenal glands <laughs> it was like holy cow she was like sweating from all the um <laughs> drama my body was put, putting yeah. out there <laughs> remember that yeah. it was so yes. funny but um well it wasn't really funny but it was kind of funny but i mean there was so much there's so much damage that could be done on the inside of you from your past no matter yes. what it was and you don't have to be a survivor of anything you could have just had stress in your life that you didn't manage well and and then like people do eat to bring comfort and it might have been like people who are always eating hot things. I mean, I don't know how ulcers work in with this, but I feel like an ulcer, people burning the lining of their stomach with all this hot food, that has to cause stuff to creep out of your your gut, right? <laughs> Doesn't that oh, just yeah. literally yeah. burn a hole in your in your whole stomach? Yeah, yeah, it disrupts everything. I mean, really, like I said, digestion is a very thorough process. So if you di if you disrupt it in one spot, yeah, yeah you're uh, you're done you're for it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk real quickly about um, what is your recommendation for people to do. Um, to start the healing process. Like even, you know, yeah. like obviously I'm going to give everybody the links and everything to your, um, to your pages and sites and whatnot, but just as a precursor, like what is it yeah. that you would recommend, like on a overall global level, like this is what people should be doing to help heal their gut problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one easiest thing we can do is try to, at least in the moment, switch over into parasympathetic every time we sit down to eat. So three times a day, you know, we should be sitting with our food. Um, the easiest way to switch over is just doing some deep breathing. So I say three to five deep breaths every time you sit down with your food before you dig in, you know, before <laughs> that first bite, yeah. you're sitting down, you're taking deep breaths. And I usually tell people, you know, as you're deep breathing, see and smell your food. So using your senses helps to prepare your body so you're so it's not that unwanted neighbor. By the right. time your food gets to your stomach, your body's like, hey, I was expecting this because I saw it, I smelled it, I'm sitting down and I'm switching over and I'm preparing myself. So the more that you right. can get, you know, from sympathetic fight or flight into that parasympathetic breast and digest mode before you eat, your digestion is gonna go so much smoother. Right. And um, I think you know, about that every time you you said that every time we sit down to eat, it's like I picture you taking your three deep breaths. Yes, <laughs> and, I know. And you did say something about, because um, on my wall I have a little like prayer thing, and um, you had said, I think it was you, that the reason people would pray before a meal, like it, it, that, that's how it kind of does that, where you're, you're taking yes. a breath, you're saying a prayer, you're, you're breathing and smelling. And the other thing is when I, now I'm so aware of it, like you had said to um, squeeze a little lemon. So people think, oh, I have high acid, I have high acid, I have acidic stomach, I'm always whatever. So I would never want to have a lemon because that just seems awful. But it's because you don't have enough um enzymes in there to break down your food so i can't i mean lemons it's like uh i can't do it but now <laughs> i've been trying to do it but as soon as i see a lemon my mouth starts watering a little yeah, so explain that right whole here. that whole yeah. thing you're digesting 
your body is digesting before you even start eating. So explain that. I know you were getting to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's such a good question because a lot of people do deal with heartburn, um, especially stress, right? So if, yeah. if you're a little bit more stressed, you're going to have more heartburn. Um, but yeah, heartburn is, I mean, I would say 90% of the time is from too little stomach acid. So there are people that it's true. It comes from too much stomach acid. Um, you can really only know that if you truly get your stomach acid levels tested. 90% of the time, it is from too little stomach acid. Right. So how that works is if I, so I'm going to eat my food, okay, it's going to travel down my esophagus. There's a little trap door that opens up at the bottom of your esophagus for the food to go into your stomach. So what we need to happen, there needs to be enough stomach acid, the level of acidity in your body sends the signal to your brain to say, okay, I'm acidic enough, close that trap door. So now the trapdoor from the esophagus down to the stomach closes, and the next one opens for it to go from the stomach into the small intestine. If you don't have enough stomach acid, your brain never gets the signal to close that trapdoor. So now the one from your stomach to your small intestine never opens, and the one from your esophagus into your stomach never closes. So, of course, that food has nowhere to go but back up. Uh, and then why you feel the heartburn is because your stomach is the only organ that's covered with the mucus enough to withstand an acidic environment. So even though there's not enough stomach acid in there to trigger all those things to happen, it's still more acidic than your esophagus can handle. Because yeah. your esophagus doesn't have the same lining and coating as your stomach does. Right. So then you feel that the burn obviously of that little bit of acidic food going back in there right and so people ask me they're like well then why do antacids work right so like if i have if i don't have enough stomach acid then why does it feel better when i take an antacid the reason for that is because you're only it's a band-aid right so you're now taking away the symptom the feeling of the antacid because the antacid yes is killing off the acid in your esophagus but it's not stopping the presence of the food there it yeah. just feels better because yeah. you're you're getting rid of the, a little bit of the acidic food that's there or the acidity on that food, but you're not stopping the problem. Yeah. So you're going to continue to have it. That's why people are, are popping Tums for the rest of their life Ugh. because they're never addressing the root cause, which is not enough stomach acid. Right, and that's so good. Oh, my God, I love this so much. It's the same thing with everything else that we put a Band-Aid on, right? It feels yeah. good in the moment. Let me have that drink. Let me take this drug. Let me eat that cake. I mean, it's going to feel great in the moment, yeah. but then you're going to suffer after because as soon as you don't take it or as soon as it wears off, you're back to square one. And so exactly. all this food going down. So I never have um, heartburn. So it seems like my problem is like way down farther. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you already know mm -hmm. that. But it's like, no, no, I wasn't having any heartburn at all. It was like whatever was happening once that bottom trap door opened. <laughs> <laughs> it's wreaking havoc. Okay, sorry yeah. to interrupt. So it's moving its way down. Yeah, so some more things, like you said, the, the lemon um, is a really nice way to help to increase that stomach acid. Also, apple cider vinegar. It's like the world's most perfect thing for people with heartburn or any digestive issues. If you have gas, if you have bloating, distension, heartburn, belching, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I always suggest for you to take a little bit of apple cider vinegar before your first bite. So one, it helps to stimulate um, the acidic production in your own body. So it's also encouraging your body to produce its own. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of like that's like training meals, right? So it's like giving, it's supplementing you with some acid while also training your body to produce its own. Um, so I, I tell people, you know, maybe put like a teaspoon or so in, I tell people to use a shot glass or like a little, little, um, 
you know, little glass that you might have. So put a little teaspoon in the bottom, fill it with just maybe two ounces of water or so, because you really want to avoid liquid around mealtimes. Because if you already are battling low stomach acid, any liquid at all is going to dilute that stomach acid even further. So, you know, dilute it, just a couple ounces of water, take it back like a little shooter, um, give yourself, you know, a couple minutes before you eat. And that really helps to stimulate. um, Yeah your own stomach acid to just break down and digest your food so much better. Yeah. So yeah, lemons um, or apple cider vinegar is a wonderful tip. Okay. So yeah. eating in a calm environment and yep. making sure you're getting your stomach, you're resting, you're taking a deep breath before you eat. Yes. A little bit of lemon or apple cider vinegar right before. Trying not to drink yeah. too much during your meal because that's another thing yes. people are very famous for and it just you go to a restaurant the first thing they do is put down a big gigantic glass of water so you're yes. compelled to drink it you know exactly and, and we're kind of taught you know from childhood like okay drink a full eight ounce glass of water before you eat you know stay slim or whatever they tell you it's like well that actually that's just yeah making it worse for you so please don't <laughs> i usually i usually say give yourself a good like 15 minute window like 15 minutes before your meal to 15 minutes after your meal, try for no liquids or just, you know, a couple of sips is fine. Yeah. Um, but really try to avoid that and you'll feel so much less bloated. You'll feel so much better. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Um, so anything else about eating and like healing and all of that? Yeah. I mean, really another really big thing is you've got to remove your food triggers. Um, you know, your body, it can't heal if it's repetitively being attacked. Right. So you have to think if you do have some leaky gut going on and you're repetitively eating these foods that are causing an inflammatory response, obviously, you know, you're not going to heal if your body is continually sending out inflammation markers yeah. um, and continually, you know, uh, causing those tight junctions to become looser and looser. We want to, we want to make them tighter yeah. by removing those food triggers, whether it's, you know, some of the common ones are gluten, dairy, um, soy, Corn is a big one. Um, eggs sometimes for people, it's a little bit more rare, but sometimes, um, and soy. You yeah. know, those are kind of big, big triggers that can really um, affect the lining of the gut. And then adding in fats, so good, healthy fats. Fatty acids are actually really helpful in repairing those chain links I was talking about yeah. um, that repair the gut. So they really help to heal and seal the lining of your gut. So, you know, one, it's removing the things that are disrupting that lining and then adding in the things that are going to be healing. So fatty acids, um, licorice root is really good for that. Coconut oil is really wonderful for healing. Yeah. Um, so cooking with that or just, you know, making sure you get, I say, like at least a tablespoon a day of that in for, you know, good fatty acid in coconut oil. Um, bone broth and meat stock is really wonderful for healing. What about you know, avocado oil? Is avocado oil? Yeah, that's a good fatty acid. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I've been using that all the time. I love it. Oils are a huge point of inflammation. So, really staying away from the hydrogenated oils. So, the oils that I love and say use generously are coconut oil, avocado oil, and then olive oil. Yeah. Um, All the others you really want to stay away from, they are very, very disrupting to your gut lining. So, all the vegetable oils, canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil. Um, They call it the hateful eight. There's eight of them that are just (laughs) so inflammatory and disrupting to your gut lining. 
Um, and they're, I mean, basically they're in all boxed and processed foods. You know, you'll see that they're because they're cheap. They're cheap yeah. and processed oils. So they're easy to put in bags of chips and cookies and crackers and all those fun things. I think there's, um, so there's think, a lot to be said about education and understanding things. Like it takes so long to go shopping now because you have to read everything. People don't do that. Oh, let's, this is cheap. This is good. Let's yeah. throw your thing is, you know, full. And I'll have to say, I was probably... Brianna's toughest client because I didn't want to give up anything. <laughs> and so you're, and so right before, I think shortly after we were working together, um, we, my daughter and I went to the rise conference, which is this huge, like, you know, stadium of people and you had to sit where you could sit. And so for me with all my stomach problems, like my poor husband has never gotten to see a movie straight on because we always <laughs> have to sit on the end because I might have to go to the bathroom. So we're always yeah. watching the movie on an angle. Um, and so in this stadium, I was terrified. And these are things that will also add to your stress already. Um, right, I'm like, where are we right. going to sit? Like, you're lucky to get a seat. It was like crazy packed, like thousands and thousands of people. And so I remember telling you, um, we had to sit in the middle. Like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You get down, you're in the middle, lucky to get a seat at all. And then I'm looking down the row like, ugh, if I have to go to the bathroom, I got to mm -hmm. get up and excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, all the way out. And that used to terrify me before. Like, I wouldn't do certain things if it meant that I wouldn't be able to easily, you know, be on the end of a row or something. And so yeah. after working with you, it was only, I think, two months, my gut started healing and everything. And, um, and it was hard because I am terrible. And I'm sure a lot of you will be too, if you really, you have to make the commitment. But I went to that thing and I was so excited. I, we, we had to sit where we sat. I, we were always sitting in the middle of a row. I don't think I even needed to go to the bathroom more than once or twice during the whole thing, just because we were drinking a lot of water. Yeah, uh, it felt so good to not have that happening, and so yes, I, remember, I think you were texting me. I remember that. Yeah, like, and it's... I didn't have to. I could sit in the middle. I was so excited. <laughs> I know it's like so dumb, like such a dumb thing, but it's it's all consuming, right? It's yeah. just so. And they've been showing a lot of commercials on TV about people who have whatever it is and they're and they're like having to leave every party or stomach again sorry can't come out with you guys tonight kind of a thing you know and it does can so when so when that happens now you're in, in a depressed state now you feel bad you feel upset you wish this wasn't happening to you like it's just another layer ladies of stress that we're adding to ourselves that is easily preventable yeah and it doesn't matter that you've had any problems at all because when I went to see Brianna, I had, what, 30 years worth of damage that you thought, you probably, I probably left there and you probably said, good God, this is, I, I'm never going to be able to do this. This is too much. She is a train wreck. But so 30 years, let's just say, of unraveling damage, right? And then me eating things that I'm just used to and, you know, we're Italian, so we probably were eating a lot of I mean, pasta and bread, and oh my God, I could eat a whole loaf of Italian bread by myself, and, you know, right? And so there was just so much. But it is possible. I want you all to know it is possible. And um, you can get started now getting this repair going, and then yeah. it's taking another layer of stress. So it makes my job as your coach easier when your physical 
part of your body is healing as well. Because yeah. I can do all kinds of magic, but if you're constantly feeling sick to your stomach or you're miserable because you have diarrhea or you are constipated, which <laughs> I always remember when you said somebody, oh, if you're not pooping once a day, eat, yikes, you got to get that poop out because <laughs> yep. you're constipated. Yep. People don't realize that if you don't go at least once a day, that is considered yes. being, and like, now that I know so much about everything that you've taught me, now it's just gross. Like, oh my God. It's like, oh my God, I haven't, you know, pooped today. I better, it's like, yeah. now it's just making me feel awful because you know what's happening in there. Now we're educated. Right. So my advice yeah. is to get educated as much as you can about your own body as well as yeah. your own life. So, yeah. um, yeah. And so, I think too, it's like, it's so important that we recognize these things because adding to stress, like we so often meet our bodies with such frustration because we're like, why are these symptoms happening all the time? Right. Why am I bloated all the time? Why am I tired all the time? Why, you know, why this, why that? And we meet our bodies with such resistance and frustration yeah. instead of turning that back around and being like, Oh, that's actually my body trying to communicate to me. Yeah. It's a little toddler at your pant leg tugging, saying, Hey, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Instead of us kicking that, you know, off to the side, like, okay, I'm gonna ignore you because I'm just I'm getting older, right? Yeah. Or it's just light, it's my life now. I'm blown yeah. all the time or whatever. We have to turn our mindset into thinking, Oh my gosh, body, thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. Let me pay attention to you. And now let me figure out why. So it's just it's just more and more information that we can learn about ourselves to help. So we have to meet our bodies with gratitude, you know, and not frustration because that's only going to add to more stress, which yeah. then affects the rest of your life, you know. Right, right. And that's, that's huge that, you know, we yeah. don't look at everything as a stressor, but as a yeah. welcome sign. And it's funny because I had um, just said this to someone about, Actually, I told a few people this. When you have a trigger that comes up, you should welcome it emotionally because you want to deal with it. And I use this analogy. Um, just imagine you're standing over your sink and you had this trigger come up and you feel awful and it makes you go into fight or flight immediately, which is pretty much what triggers do. And so yeah. it comes up and you identify it and you welcome it like okay okay i know who you are i know what this is that's fine i got this i know how to manage this and then down the garbage disposal it goes turn it on and we're done it's gone but if you don't welcome it and you don't acknowledge it and say i got this it's gonna go back down push it back down let's bear it down deep so we don't have to think about it but it will come bubbling up and it will sabotage your efforts it'll sabotage your present and your future just yes. like with this whole food thing it's the same exact thing Yes. So I get some visuals going, right? So these things come in and be like, okay, or I ate something. Gosh, now my pants feel so tight. What was it that I just said? Oh, I guess I'm not going to eat that again because now I know this is what's causing right. this problem. So even though I've done all this work with you, of course, I still eat something and then I suffer after and I'm like, okay, sure. I'm just not going to do that again. You know, I thought I'd give it a try. Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I was wrong, but yeah. um, it's just, it's seriously, it is not worth it. It is just not worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, the tax that, that stress causes on your adrenals and your, you know, so that's going to stress out the whole rest of your body. If your body's consistently 
you know, needing your adrenals to pump out all these stress hormones that affects all. So that's a hormone. Mm-hmm. So now you have hormone imbalance. Now you have, um, you know, hormonal issues right. and symptoms on top of your gut stuff that are all connected. Now your blood sugar is all out of control because your adrenals are one of the glands that help to regulate your blood sugar. Yeah. So your blood sugar is out of control. Like, I mean, it's just a snowball effect of stress, you know, yeah. in itself. So the more that we can deal with that, right. um, like you said, kind of chicken in the egg. Like you have to deal with the mental aspect of stress and also the physical. So is it the mental and emotional trauma that we've gone through in the past that has triggered our gut health symptoms or our health to deteriorate? Or did it start with my health deteriorating from other things and that caused so much stress in my body? You know, it's just this perpetuating cycle. So it has to be addressed from both ends. Yeah, it, and people are on the hamster wheel. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I, I talked about a, on a few of my podcast I think about you know your brain is efficient and it remembers that's its job and it remembers what you've done right so it lays down these neural pathways in your in your emotions and those neural pathways they're pretty deep it's just I say try to imagine like you drove into your driveway you don't have pavement and it's just mud and you drive in every day every day every day now you've got these pathways deep into the mud and that's your narrow pathway right and that's all your body knows and brain knows and remembers and like well I just keep doing the same thing over and over because you're pulling from your past to try to create your future that's not going to work you need to create something new and create a new neural pathway and so I've been talking a lot about disconfirming experiences so the way to get rid of these past triggers and all this past stuff is to create a new disconfirming experience to combat that other experience so if your experience was well you know um, men are terrible they're awful and so my experience with men is that they suck and I'm never gonna be with another man again right how do we fix that you have to have a disconfirming experience for example, to turn that around. So then you meet someone who's wonderful and awesome. Now you don't feel that way anymore because you created a disconfirming experience, but you went outside your comfort zone to like, okay, I'll go out with you. I just want to see, you know, and then you realize, oh, okay. So now I have a new experience, but your brain is going to revert to what you know. And that's why people are like, I don't understand why I'm still in this space. I don't understand why I can't get a better job. I don't understand why I don't have the man of my dreams. Well, because you're pulling from your past to try to create your future and you're only doing what you know. So you have to create new experiences. So I feel like it's the same thing with this food thing. Like, okay, I'm Italian and we have sauce every Sunday and we, and my family does this and I want to be a team player. So I'm going to go and I'm just going to eat all this food because there's nothing else. Right. But I could say no, I will come, but I'm going to bring something that's more appropriate for my my stomach. And so I'm creating a new disconfirming experience that, yes, I can enjoy Sunday with my family, but I don't have to eat what's going to upset my stomach and then be sick all night. I mean, that's just an example because my family makes delicious food, but... Uh, and it doesn't really bother my stomach. But if that was the case, you are in control of you and you are in control of your outcomes. And I know lots exactly. of people that have, there's always that vegetarian or that vegan person in somebody's life. And every time they come over, they either bring their own food or you have to make something different for them. They're not going to suffer all night long because we right. are having that, right? You have to right. step outside your comfort zone and say, nope, I am more important. My health is more yes. important. I'm going to do what I need to do for me. So. And realize that that's okay. There's no shame in that. You don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel embarrassed. So like I, you know, that's it's it's like you said. You have to prioritize your health and know that your family and friends are probably gonna look at you and be like, oh wow, like good for you. Yeah. They're not gonna be like, oh, what the heck are you doing? You yeah. Know? They're gonna say good for you. 
Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's, it's definitely not, not a shameful thing to take care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so is there anything else you think you might want to add or did we cover everything? I feel like we could talk forever, you and I, about all this stuff because <laughs> there's just so much. But I, um, I think yeah, that I... Um, we have we have pretty much touched on everything. I want everybody to know. Um, well, I'll, I'll post below um, how to get a hold of Brianna. But so Arise to Wellness is the name of your um, website or is it your Facebook yes. page or both? Yeah, Arise so it's the name of my business. It's Arise with an A, Arise to Wellness. Um, so yeah, I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Um, and then I do have an Instagram. Um, and yeah, my website is just arisetowellness.com. And you can find a lot of information on there. Yeah. Um, I do do like free consults, like a phone consult. If you're interested, like, hey, what is it exactly that you do? Or these are some things that are going on. Like, do you think, you know, we'd be a good fit together? Um, that's right on my website too. You can schedule a free like 20 minute consultation and find out some more information. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I advise everybody who's having any kind of, you know, even problems that you can't identify that you don't, you're not sure if it's your stomach, you're not sure if it's this or that. It's totally worth doing the consultation and even going for one or two sessions just to get, you know, like what's going on with me. And the reason that I was seeking out some, like it was just a divine intervention, I'm sure. But I had been going to different doctors and nobody could tell me what to eat. And then when I had to have the, um, when I found out I had diverticulosis and I had to go to a, um, to have a colonoscopy, those doctors, they just keep wanting to do procedures on you. I'm like, I don't need another procedure. I want to know, I want someone to tell me what I can and cannot eat. That's what I want. And I searched a lot that I couldn't find anybody. It was just like, like a miracle that you had shown up right when you did. And it was kind of (laughs) funny too, because it was like everything you said, I'm like, yep, I got that. I got that. I got that. It's like, I'm a mess. So it's totally worth it. And so this year, ladies, we are moving into empowering ourselves, empowering our lives. And this is a perfect time. It's a new year. It's a new time to start things. Brianna's here for you. You can get your gut health and your body health in line. And we are eventually one day going to have our um, training <laughs> that we have started, what, a year ago, two years ago? Yeah. To yeah. Where we're going to just try to tag team this, where we'll be talking about gut health and emotional health. And it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen for sure. But yeah, <laughs> But it's been lovely talking with you. I'm so excited that we had a chance to do this. Uh, again, I'm going to... You're welcome. I'm going to post everything um, in the notes so that you can see how to get a hold of Brianna and how you can set up a consultation or you can just go on our website and get all of our info or Facebook page. And um, so that is all we have for today. And I'm sure you're going to see more of both of us, but um, this is going to be a new year. We're going to get strong. We're going to get empowered and we are going to make magic happen, I think. So, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys. Oh, you are welcome. And I'm sure they love you. And we'll talk soon.